Being in this band, my home life has changed dramatically over the years. I don't usually go out when I'm home, I'll be honest, almost to hermit-like degrees. Not that I was ever really a socialite before the band got started, but spending my life on the road playing shows night after night, when you finally are able to decompress back home, you stay home. Too many friends too many times have texted me asking me if I'm going to go to this show or that show or if they'll see me at this place or at at this party, etc., etc. I think there's only two people in my life who will text me or email me to see if I'm going to some event, and they hardly ever do anyways. One of those people is Nick Flanagan, and Nick can attest to my countless rebuffs. Most of my friends have given up, and we've either maintained our friendship by deliberately planning to meet for lunch or dinner, or sometimes running into each other on the street, which in turn commences a series of emails back and forth that lasts for a week or two. In doing this podcast, my life has shifted yet again. Most of the time, these episodes are done from my place at home when I'm off the road. So I've caught myself wanting to leave my place in order to have something to talk on the podcast about or maybe run into someone that we could bring on the podcast. In other words, even when trying to assimilate back home, the band and now the podcast are always on my mind. So... During this past Christmas, I ventured out a few times to a few Christmas house parties with the sole intent of simply enjoying myself with good friends and forgetting the band, forgetting the podcast, and of course, of course, I end up bumping into Nick Flanagan at one of these things. And of course, we just talked about the podcast with another friend of ours, Nick Sewell. Nick Sewell was there too. Our three-way conversation in a tiny corner amidst the raging party we were at had me stop and go, this conversation we're having, this conversation should be a podcast. Both of them agreed and voila, Nick Sewell is this episode's podcast guest. Nick is in Biblical, a band that has opened for us many times around the Toronto area. They're a great band, and more people need to hear about them. In fact, their song Married Man outros this episode. If you like what you hear, check out Biblical at biblicalband.com and biblicalbandcamp.com. Nick is the lead singer and bassist. He's the leader of the band. He's also done time in uh, the metal band Chort and the hard drive-in, hard rockin' band The Illuminati, who some of you may or may not know. You may know them for being this ferocious three-piece rock act that opened for us for a few years as well. And they made some inroads in the States. So this episode is pretty much what our conversation at the party we all met at during the holidays sounded like. Most of the time when I eavesdrop on conversations at parties, they are the most vapid, mindless, small talk bullshit sessions one can be put through. I honestly could give a shit if you can't believe I've never seen the show Lost or how much I don't care you bought a new houseplant. I'll nod my head so you don't feel uncomfortable and go around the party telling everyone how much of an asshole I am. But truth be told, that's what I'm really thinking. Now, the conversation you're about to hear is equally vapid. But if you like Danzig, if you like rock, if you like bullshitting about Danzig and rock, and if you like Nick Flanagan's tweets, well, then get ready for this one. Some footnotes to start off with, and they won't make any sense to you until you listen to the episode, but... I have to say it here because it's the only chance I have. Jerry Only and Glenn Danzig share the Misfits merchandising. The Danzig skull was taken from the Marvel comic book Christar Crystal Warrior from 1983. Doesn't make sense now? Listen to our conversation. It will then. So, supreme thank yous to Blue Mike Microphones and Skull Candy Headphones for your support making this podcast happen. Here we go. Nick Sewell is this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. I'm starting now. Okay, okay. But I'm gonna, okay. Now we, you guys have to live pick what I tweet. Testing. Wait a minute. Hold on. Now it's, we, we got to clear things up here because... We have two Nicks in the room. 
There's two Nicks. I don't know who to call, what to call you guys. Nick Sewell is our guest today. Hi. Musician. Uh, I don't know what to do, man. There's two Nicks here, man. Well, we know that's Flanagan. I'm just Nick gang Flanagan. up on him. I, yeah. That's Nick Sewell. And, and Danko, though. You can call me Danko. No. That'll clear it up. So let, let's uh, let's uh, introduce Nick to everybody who is unfamiliar with Nick Sewell. Nick Sewell is the. I'm talking about you in front of you. <laughs> I'm not listening. So All right. Okay. <laughs> so Nick fronts a band called B- Biblical. He was in a band called the Illuminati. Um, he's short. He's short. He's toured a lot. He's been in mags and stuff, and you've seen his photo. You've been in mags? I've been in mags. Chromags. You were in Chromags? You were in the Mags? I, I, I used to drum. talked about the Chromags already in the last podcast. <laughs> I used to drum in the Chromags. That's cool. And Nick is a uh, resident tech support, computer savvy, genius bar yeah, guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, work you don't work there, bar. but when we're on the <laughs> Unpaid, road. Unpaid, intern. When my computer has busted in the past, I've always called right. Nick up. Yeah. But that has nothing to do with... Music or why he's here? Is it like actually? A classic it's totally. Scene I'm I'm just supervising the uh, to make sure everything goes right. Tell me about. It. I'm very. I feel very safe doing this podcast. Usually, when we have someone, especially someone I kind of don't know too well, I'm a little nervous that this thing will fucking cack out on me. Okay, guys. And it has. Look, I told you I was going to do this before, but I got to put a tweet in right now, and I have all these draft tweets. Can yeah. you guys vote on what I should tweet? Totally. Okay, I'll just tell them to you really quickly. I can't believe everybody thought that Morgan Freeman quote about LinkedIn being useful was actual Morgan Freeman. Hashtag bucket list. That's that's like 240 words. No, 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 no. It, it fits. It fits. What about video game designers make lots of enemies? That's a good one. That's a little too true. Yeah. I know. It doesn't have that extra thing. Uh, Christmas Eve, I got in an argument with my Cantonese neighbors because it's a tradition for Jews to have Chinese feud that night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's the contender. That's a good one, man. That's the contender so far. And, uh, I already tweeted this, but Chuck Berry isn't really my cup of pee. (laughs) That one is a good one. Um... Yeah, I don't know. When did you tweet that? I didn't see. I didn't read that. Oh, they just demolished an old building in heaven. Hashtag rubble in paradise. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much, guys, for this. Yeah, Nick, you're part had... of the inaugural which tweet do I use uh, portion of the podcast. We've never done this before. I feel like it's going to stick. Yeah. It could be like a new segment every episode. Well, anyways, for anybody who doesn't know... Um, Nick's band, Biblical, his old band, Illuminati, um, have have opened for us numerous times uh, around the area. And, and uh, do you know, the, like last New Year's Eve, and we're doing this a few days before New Year's Eve, I just realized I spent it with Nick, Nick Sewell. Where at? At Cherry Cola's Rock and Roll. Oh, yeah, Caius, the Caius show. Biblical opened for Caius. Right. And there was a very special Caius played, or Caius Lives or yeah. whatever you want to call them. Caius played, um, Caius Lives played in this room that could fit... 50, Six, 60 people. Yeah, 50, 60 people. It's a small yeah. bar. And it was, uh, yeah, so we spent was New Year's Eve. Was it fall? Was it just disgustingly fall? Did they sell out of those tickets? Because the tickets were 200 bucks, right? They were 200 bucks. But if you're into the band, like, you know... In a, in a room that's probably as big as your living room, it's kind of worth it, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, 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 and they killed it. It was uh, they did. It actually, and surprisingly, the sound was really awesome. It was, wasn't it? Was it? like really heavy, and you yeah. could hear John's vocals, and it was like because the stage is really low. I mean, it's just one step from yeah. the floor. Yeah. And those kinds of places, you always are wary as to how a mm-hmm. show will come off. But seeing that the the ticket prices were two hundred bucks, um, I think that deterred the bodies and. You got a real intimate show out of it. Cherry Cola is part of Toronto's rock bar culture. The and rock, it's in the rock bar. I guess we should say this. L yeah. of co-owner is uh, Cherish, and that we, uh, thus the Cherry Cola. And Eagles of Death Metal, if you're a fan of Eagles of Death Metal, 
They have a song called Cherry Cola. Yeah. And she's actually, I believe she's from Palm Desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it's about her. The song's about her. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so they've played, Eagles of Death Metal have played there. Yeah. Um, I know, like, Josh Homme, like, hangs out there. Yeah, and yeah. I think Dave Grohl did some sort of acoustic thing there. Yeah. Zombie? Something. What's the zombie quote? Rob. When you're on tour in the van, uh-huh. well, if you've never been on tour in a in a in a van with a band before, right? Um, it is excruciating, um, and the hours that go by <laughs> have to be killed. Especially in in Canada, where the oh, distances man. are just yeah. like so severe. Or America, everything band well, yeah, killing, but, band breaking up, yeah, like eight hours between shows. I mean, yeah, if you're talking, and about- that's fine if it happens once or twice in the tour. It happens every day if you tour Canada. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so you have to kill time, and uh, now it's gotten easier. There's iPods and iPads and all that stuff. We podcasts. Use. I don't do a podcast in the van. Nobody wants to. Hear Nobody it. wants that. And the the engine will be louder than the the voices. But you could listen to a podcast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If like, you're about to head out, download a podcast. Download <laughs> this podcast. Actually, people have told me that they they just listen to this podcast when they're on the road and. Even a couple of bands have told me that. So I would say comedy is probably like the best thing you can do yeah. to yeah. kill those things. You know, because it's like it passes an hour. You uh-huh. know, and uh, but you know how bands are. There's always that one person who's like, <laughs> who's like, oh, I don't. That's not funny. Comedy anymore, man. Uh, let's just put on. We got this Towns Van Zandt quadruple bootleg. <laughs> I I'm love Towns Van Zandt, actually. I don't know why you said as an example. I once heard, like, I'm... Oh, uh, you're that guy. You're I, would, that guy. I would be that guy. I'd be like, I've got the uh, Funhouse sessions over here. Want to hear all the alternate like, bootleg yeah. versions that didn't make the cut? And man, I got this dubstep remix of We Will Fall. <laughs> There's always some muso in the in the group who in, insists on, yeah. you know, just playing some sort of, and it's always just the most excruciating crap. Although I always like, enjoyed being in the van, jammy type fucking bullshit. Because the people I was in the band with were mostly uh, like really weird music nerds, but not in a terrible. But way. that's a bad thing. Yeah, I'm, but- I, I consider myself a music fan. Yeah. But man, I I'll I will I will want I, I want to hear comedy over if it's a 10-hour drive. Yeah. I can't I can't have take, time to hear music. I'll tell you like in the latter days of the Illuminati, Jim and Les who were the guitar player and drummer from that band became obsessed with this one metal record this band Winter Sun. Oh my god. Didn't they just play in Toronto? They, they just did. They, they just did. played they, it, yeah. like a week ago. You guys How, would anyway. talk about it all the time whenever no, I'd see you guys. They <laughs> would talk about it all the time. And they played that record like twice a day. Like every day. That's on what tour, I'm talking about. On yeah, tour. Horrible. You and don't it was want like that. and and you know what? It was a good record. Like I liked it. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, you just get to the point where it's like I don't have to listen to it. I can like press play in my right. head and I know every part yeah. of the record. Well, that's know? I mean, that's kind of the brutal thing, right? Is is that you wind up there's these records that are your go-to records, and when that happens on the road with other people's ears, everyone knows how much they're playing it, and you wind yeah. up not so like you know like Sleep or something or or, yeah. or Electric Wizard like it's like oh we're driving and now it's that that riff again you know those red like it's that shit was always what was getting played in the van and I, but I had it at work too like at, when when uh, we worked at the um, warehouse I think we talked about this already but at, at outside music. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, every it was like uh, eleven musicians and artists there, and there was a record player there, and it it turned into a thing where you know there was like a regimented turn system that got put in place so that nobody took advantage. But there was this one guy who would play the Rocky Erickson Evil One record like every, every time, every day, almost. Could, or, you, could you please name him? Because well, Lonnie I'm, James. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably why I kind of buried that whole uh, Rocky Erickson thing. And then when I heard it years later, I'm like, 
why do I know this automatically? <laughs> like I know yeah. every single bit of this. Yeah, and it's I a great can't record. Remember when it's I a heard great it. record, but I certainly didn't know that at the time because I, I would just hear it every day, and I was like, eventually I'd be like, okay, I get it. It's blues rock with spooky lyrics. <laughs> 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 you know? But now, but then now I love it. But then I saw Rocky Erickson a little while ago, and I, now I don't love it. Anymore. Why not? Because he was a bummer. He's That's come all. out, right? And he's playing again? Yeah, but it, for anybody who doesn't know, here's, it's Rocky or Rocky Erickson Rokey, yeah. uh, yeah. was the, he had 13th floor elevators, he fronted that, and then he started to put out his own his own albums, but he's been Special a shut-in. Shut yeah. Almost like a Sid Barrett type guy. Has he been right? a shut-in? I don't I'm, know if he's that extreme. I don't think he's no? a shut-in. I think okay, like something stone. very specific happened where he was arrested for like marijuana possession and in Texas, which is actually, you can go to jail for a long time, especially in probably 1968. So he pled uh, guilty, but, no, but he pled insanity or something. So they did electroshock therapy oh, so on that's it. That's what it is. That's why that. That's why this evil one record. All the lyrics are like, you know, oh, there's a demon. I'm looking at a demon. <laughs> oh, another demon. Or, so know, he's not crazy. It's a cold night for alligators. Well, I don't think he's crazy, but I think his brain got uh, uh-huh. scrambled. Scrambled. And I think maybe he was crazy before, because that's always sort of the thing. Is like. You know, Daniel Johnson is like a guy who, you know, he got like a hit of acid or whatever from Gibby Haynes, was it? Like there was some story about Gibby Haynes giving him. And then he kind of went bonkers, but it's always, something always triggers these things. My my first uh, experience with Rocky was actually uh, the return of the, you remember that movie, The Return of the Living Dead? It was like the zombie movie, 1985 with punks. Yeah. Linnea Quigley is in that movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And it actually had like the best soundtrack ever. It had like the Cramps and the Dead Boys. I remember and that TSOL. But there's a Rocky Erickson tune on there called "Burn the Flames." That's a great song. Yeah, burn, actually, burn to flames. <laughs> That's a really even weird song. the mouse. <laughs> anyway, but it plays when the in the scene where the guy knows he's going to turn into a zombie, so he climbs into the crematorium. But uh, I always wanted to cover that song. Yeah, it's, it'll be a hard one to cover because it's kind of a slow one. There's a lot of personality, you know. You got to really go like. Are you, are you saying that Nick can't handle the personality? Oh, aspect? I can handle it. Nick, when I think of you, I think fast, no personality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just my kidding. sex life out of this. Almost every day, you know, and Static Age especially is like those songs are catchy enough, and then when you're hearing them every day, it's like. Can we actually? I'd like to put a little footnote in about Static Age, mm-hmm. and that is that all told, I have to. I, I like the uh, Legacy of Brutality sequencing better than Static Age. Than Static Age, yeah, sure. I think Legacy of Brutality one and two are like pretty. No, no, that's 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 something else. That's a what. You're never afraid to talk about Danzig, are you? We've talked about Danzig oh so well, I know, and that's actually what originally brought me into this. I thought we're, I thought there'd be Danzig. I feel like we always talk about Danzig, we always at least do. a little bit. I fucking and love Danzig. Flans had that photo <gasps> of him with Danzig. What? Well, I'm he, I was. What? Oh, you, you made never it up. Told me that. No, I you was made photographed with Danzig, but but Danzig's not in the photo. That's the oh, joke. It's photoshopped? <laughs> no, it's like he's the whoever took the photo. Like it, this, it, he wasn't in frame. Oh, it was like a, was it was a fun, fun, fun fest. No, no, I don't think Danzig was gonna do anything nice at any of fun, fun, fun fest uh, last year. Oh, what is it called? Photo bomb? Do you photo? No, we went and saw him in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and uh, my friend was a really big fan. Then he was like watching wrestling in his van or something, and we waited outside. Everybody waited outside, and then he to- he did take pictures with his supporters, which I guess. Is important in secondary markets like Allentown, Pennsylvania. Tertiary, yeah, tertiary, tertiary maybe secondary, <laughs> quad, quart, quint, markets. quint, oct, octary, Google, Google markets. I guess you're not going to be playing that. 
place again. I'd love to play. We never played Allentown before. I'd love to play Allentown. So you drove all the way down just to Pistines, see Danzig? Aren't they from Allentown? Yeah, my friend Daniela, who was the bassist in Brutal Nights originally, was like uh, very crazy about Danzig. Like, what year is this? Uh, 2003 or four, maybe. Because, I mean, I'm a big Lifetime Danzig fan, too, but 2003 and four, I'm not going to drive all the way to you know Pennsylvania. What? He was better in, in, especially at the Allentown show, he was better. But you didn't know that when you got in the car and you're driving right. from Toronto. Because we actually saw two shows in a row. We saw, we saw him in, in Allentown, and then we went and saw, the next day, we were like, let's just go to Pittsburgh, and we'll see... Uh, it was Danzig. How intense is your fandom for Danzig? My friends. Get, well, I, wait. What did you see? Did you you saw two Danzig? Shows? The second Danzig show though was Danzig Deicide, and uh, <laughs> I know right, uh, <laughs> cattle decapitation. Are you serious? You and, saw that band? Christian. Yeah, it was. Oh, oh like, wow. Yeah, like so it was who, quite the lineup. That was headlined? why we wanted to go. Deicide. Deicide. Yeah, yeah. Deicide headlined over yeah. Danzig. I believe Holy so. Shit. Yes. I saw Deicide in '93 at the Spectrum. On the Danforth, and I think it was with Cancer, and I, I think a Cancer. Played. I think Chort. It was before I, I was in the Short band. Chort, but Chort opened. opened. Yeah. yeah, you weren't in the band yet. Um, and Glenn Benton, the singer for Deicide, he opened up the show by coming on stage and saying, uh, "He goes, uh, hey." <laughs> he goes. He starts going. This place smells like. No, he goes. There's a Christian in here. He smells like shit. <laughs> yeah. And then he went on this whole he went on this whole speech about whoever the Christian was in the audience. Get out. Uh, yeah, like he's gonna <laughs> you gotta go. kill him and shit you like gotta that. Go, man. But like, yeah, there's a Christian in here and he smells like shit. Um, and they then they started their show. I thought that was like a great way well, to start that, a show. Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh show. Sorry, sorry, just, this is uh that was the first time I'd ever really seen someone openly uh with like a swastika armband just walking the streets. <laughs> it was like interesting to me um, at that time. Um, a friend of mine lives in LA and uh, she swears up and down that Danzig drives a DeLorean. <laughs> so I'd just like us to meditate on that. Think about Danzig. Well, yeah, there's a lot think of about Danzig a Delore- Think about Delorean. We a Del- always talk about Danzig. There's but a the lot of Danzig Delore. But the thing is, Danzig do you Delore. remember that photo they took that went viral on the internet with the Danzig cat buying cat litter? Cat litter. Yeah. Do you know how many memes were made <laughs> out of that photo? Oh, there's the whole, there's that whole shopping list. There's Have you like, seen the Danzig shopping list? No. no. <laughs> uh, podcast listeners, I encourage you to like look it up. Do it's basically Danzig- it's like. It's Danzig buying different things at the shopping market, but it's accompanied by like a little sound sound uh, soundbite where he sings it. You know, so they've got him with like a big thing of Mountain Dew, and it goes three little bottle of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Who's did someone's doing? Somebody it, just did it. Well, I, I remember there was that. <laughs> and whole he goes thing. like frozen pizza. <laughs> I mean, you got to feel for him. The guy just wants to, like, go to the grocery store and buy food. And then he's, like, met with, like, about 50 different memes making fun of him buying food. <laughs> like, it's, it's not like he was he buying to, a well, you know, strap-on dildo, you know? I think that, like, the idea of, of Danzig as a cat person is both natural and uh, also somehow an Achilles heel <laughs> at the same time. Well, isn't it sort you of... Know? No, it's supposed to be like, an anything person. It's kind of like witchy. You can, yeah, maybe the cat's black. I mean, it's witchy, but it's also like... It's also there was like... He's shoveling shit. You know, he's just like... His house probably smells, you know, and like he's Look, alone and <laughs> I will all, all of this stuff. Even it's going on now on the podcast, and I find myself like I usually do when this defending kind of con- Dan. defending Danzig. Yeah. I remember I I I, uh, I I met Nick at a bar once right after that Northside Kings whole like beating up Danzig thing happened, and and yeah. you were like, "Have you seen it?" And I'm like, "It's not funny, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny." I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not as much of a supporter of like anything that's part of like the like hardcore scene, like thinking they're winning anything. You no, know? No, 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 I want no, no. Danzig yeah. to be evil and and mean and to be the icon that he is without anyone. And he, he's made fun of because he's an icon. 
Yeah, yeah like, I'm never going to think tattoo artists are better than dance. <laughs> well, I think, I think the problem with, like, going back to that Northside Kings video is that Danzig pushes the guy. He yeah. does first. He, he, push, yeah, he pushes yes, this yes. giant towering man, <laughs> and then he and puts he his arms out. He also fucked them over. Well, that remains to be seen. It might yeah. not have been in his control. So I'm willing to I'm willing to give Danzig the benefit of the doubt uh-huh. because promoters do stuff and yep. they might have gone. This is the way it is. He's just in his bus watching TV. That's the thing. So, but he pushed the guy, and yeah. then he stands like in you know some kind of wrestling pose, uh-huh. and then the guy just comes in, and just goes like boom, and <laughs> Danzig spins around with like X's on his eyes and hits the floor. <laughs> like, hey, I got a newsflash for you guys. I haven't I actually have not seen this video. You're out of your mind. Everybody's seen it. I don't think I saw you it. I don't think it. I watched worth, it. If you haven't, there's a few people who haven't either. So, yeah. so uh, do a search uh, Northside Kings Danzig and you'll get it. And it's a, what, a 20, mi- 20 I mean, second, yeah. 30 second. I've read a lot about it. I read an interview with the guy after the fact. That was why I was saying. I mean, Are you kidding? They were like, they milked that. Oh, they milked it. But, you know, what did it do for them, really? <laughs> In no. the end, not much, not much. Well, in the end, it was the music. And they're not a bad hardcore band. I mean, they don't... They're just another they're hardcore just another band. One. Yeah. yeah, they're not standing But I, I just, it, you know, varsity it's funny, font? too. Do they use the varsity font on their shirts? I don't think so. No, I don't know. Well, what's wrong with that? We have, I do, like, it's we classic. Like that. It's a classic <laughs> hardcore thing. Right? Judge? Yeah. Didn't they do that? I think... Uh, I think the reason why that took hold, though, too, was, like, all those legends about... You know, backstage antics in the late 80s between Danzig and uh, Def Leppard. I don't know. No, I don't know that. Story. Oh, there was like a big rumor that like they were on some festival thing and Danzig got into it, got beaten up by the one iron drummer. <laughs> oh, that's such horseshit. You know that is. Right. And then there was that story about how it old skulls old skulls stomped Danzig out one time. I'm not saying know. that he didn't get beat up, but it had to be the they had to choose the drummer to be the, the member that, yeah. that fought. Dude, he's got a wicked left. Now, you know, I'm one sure time it's... Nirvana threw Francis Bean at Danzig like a baseball and hit him in the head. Yeah, you know, I I don't know if I mentioned this on a past podcast, but I had a chance to meet Danzig uh, two years ago, and I turned it down. As much of a big fan of Danzig, I turned it down because I am such a big fan. I got invited onto the bus, and uh, I said, no, I don't want to meet him. And then the guy who... Uh, it was Tommy from Prong, is yeah. one of his longstanding Danzig member. Yeah. And he goes, "Why don't you come on the bus, meet Glenn?" I'm like, are you out of your mind? I, I think I said that to him. I'm like, are you out of your mind? No way, I'm not going to meet him. And he said, uh, "Like, why not? Like, of course. Like, who doesn't want to meet? You know, you, you're a fan." And I'm like, no, no. And I, I kind of, kind of regretted it a bit, but. At least I have my Danzig fandom intact. Well, you'll probably wind up meeting him soon. I don't know. He seems like he's um, difficult, and <laughs> um, he doesn't tour much anymore. There was a rumor that I heard that he was not going to tour anymore. After that really? Northside Kings incident, that's when that I heard like that. That was a years long time ago. ago, and he's toured a lot, and he keeps touring with different, the same different gimmick. Kind of where it's like, oh, Jerry only's here or something, you know? Like, oh, that like, kind oh, of not me, yeah. but not Jerry. Only. Yeah, not Jerry, not only, Jerry but only. But like, Wait, the only thing that's a, left is a is a proper who's, misfits who, reunion. Who's the one from Sam Hain? The guy from Sam Hain is the one that he brings on tour. With no, him. the only the guy he had was uh, the guy he had was Doyle. Uh, Doyle. Doyle. But Doyle wasn't in Sam Hain. No, but I isn't Jerry was... only and Doyle brothers? Aren't they brothers? Yeah, that's they are. I, right? Yeah. So it's only a matter of Doyle and Doyle. Colin Jerry going. So does that no, mean Glenn's cool? So is Jerry cool. only his real name Jerry Doyle? <laughs> is no, Doyle his last name? His last name's like Carafa. I think it's like Jerry Carafa, and Doyle is his first name. Yeah, Doyle. That's a good first name. It's a great. Yeah, it was a. Great but apparently, name. that's I don't know if the lover make up because there was like that big lawsuit that ended the Misfits. Oh. Danzig got the publishing, and Jerry only got the merchandise. You know what? I'd like. I know we talked and about. And I genuinely who, like who got the better. Who deal? got the better deal? It's I would say who got Jerry the got the better Jerry deal. Only, Jerry only got the merchandising. Apparently, yeah. He got the better deal. 
for sure. Jerry only got the better deal, dude. He got the hot topic deal. You know? Whereas know. uh Well, who knows? Maybe there was a Glenn split. got the HMV deal. When was the last time you saw an HMV? You know? And, like, and the, another thing is when it comes to Danzig merchandise and the the horn, yeah. I, I I think I, I found out about it through yeah. you. Yeah. It's not even his. No, he ripped it off from a, it's like a Marvel comic from the fifties. I can't remember. A real I think rare it was like Captain Marvel. It wasn't maybe. a very big title either. No, it wasn't. It was something obscure, but it's uh and here's another thing you can search for on the internets. Um <coughs> but it's uh yeah, it's like a little small feature at the bottom of like, you know, it's the goat skull. It's exactly it. You know, if you put it on a black shirt, you know, with that writing, that that is Danzig's trade dress. You know, it is, man. And I even even regardless of like how he, you know, I think it's <laughs> green. I think it's actually green on the comics. I remember and seeing I think it. He's he's altered the skull since. Like newer Danzig shirts, newer merchandise, the skull is altered. Really? Do you know uh, yeah. Northside Kings altered his skull as well? Have you seen that, actually, the Northside Kings Danzig skull? It's actually got, it's actually got like, blood you... trickling out of the nose and axes on the eyes. No. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh, cool. that where you know let's say jc was doing danko jones with the singer was uh he got uh <laughs> is that where you want to uh, go yeah, yeah, serena yeah. rider yeah, yeah, yeah. serena rider <laughs> no he got i'll uh, watch i'll buy a ticket just <laughs> he, to gets, watch that. he gets amanda palmer from dressing dolls to sing oh. under the name danko jones with him well and they're playing next door to, to your house if it's her then yeah maybe <laughs> but I'll except that it's up. not as crazy as you think because <laughs> yeah. at the book launch we did a bunch of danko songs mm-hmm. and danko had to watch us doing yeah. his songs and then you took it pretty well and i forgot the lyrics you forgot the lyrics you were we just, ended a podcast you were clearly happy not to be singing yeah, yeah. We, right. a couple of podcast episodes ago, we talked about that, and we ended with Nick doing Mango Kid at the right. end of the podcast as the outro music. Oh, oh, you, oh really? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. You did, obviously, <laughs> both of you didn't listen to it. Well, I, I especially you, Nick. Yeah, well, I always we hear, talked. About, I always, well, you know why? Because I, I was there, and it was like it was like I was just listening to the interview that I watched in person. Yeah, and I, uh, I actually haven't listened to that episode. No, yet. it was an it was a podcast episode where it was just Nick and I oh, here talking. Oh, oh recapping I, what yeah. we had done in the last six months because we hadn't done a podcast. Right, and it so, turned out we hadn't done we hadn't done anything. <laughs> we both. <laughs> Just you, you came up to all. me. No, you came up to me at the book launch. I was really and he worried. said, "Hey, when are we gonna do a when are we gonna do a podcast, man?" That's yeah, my impression. Like of you. on the down Thank low. You. And I go, "Well, what do you got? Yeah, sure. I mean, whatever. Yeah, because I got here's stuff my impression. To talk about man. Here's my impression of you. Canada is a pretty funny place. <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't really appreciate any of our artists. That's a different impression of me. But dude. then we go to Europe and things get pretty crazy for it. <laughs> not just in rock and roll. It happened with a writer. This, <laughs> no, listen. That's this writer's name. The last episode, you did an impression of me, and it was like, and hey, while flying this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's when you're off mic. That's your like. <laughs> Excuse me, can I have a chai? Uh, can I have an iced chai? Uh, I can do Nick. I can do Nick Sewell. Uh-oh. Okay, let's hear it. Shit. Uh, bringing it back to dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well... I'll take that opportunity to talk about Danzig some more. Nick just took off to take a whiz. Yeah, well, see how much coffee's been drinking. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Do you want more coffee, by the way? No, I'm okay because I don't want to be that guy. I don't right. want to be that I guy. I am that guy. Pissing in the middle of a radio show. I'm gonna wait. Like you can tell, he's non-union. But now that he's not here to interrupt. I can talk to you about Danzig till the cows come home, and I think we've been talking about Danzig <laughs> for the last half an hour. Well, you know. And getting back to what we first started talking about, which mm. is Jerry Only's <laughs> merchandise versus Danzig's <laughs> publishing of the Misfits catalog, I think Jerry Only got the better of the deal. Well, I'm going to go with you on that. Gloves. 
Gloves alone. We all <laughs> just got the gloves. <laughs> you know, everybody wants those gloves. The glove market. Yeah. Skeleton hands. Huge market. Well, when Cliff he, Burton wore the Misfits T-shirt and all those, all those well, legendary photos, and he had the tattoo, and he had the tattoo, he had the tattoo. I, you know what? To be totally honest, that is how I got into Misfits. Yeah, same I was like, I was like, I love, I was like, I love, I was like, starting to play bass. I was like, that guy's my hero. He's like the best bass player. There's probably people with like a Crimson Ghost tattoo who just maybe know the song. You know, uh, Green Horror Hell. Hotel. No, they, <laughs> they don't even know that. They know no, Green know. Hell from like Garage yeah. Days. Metallica <laughs> right, Garage yeah, they Days. know like. Well, yeah. uh, I don't have a tattoo, but I've always but said you're booked in. If <laughs> to get one, if I ever did, I would, I would probably get the the skull that Cliff had on his arm, just because yeah. it's so fucking cool, and it at least it's a tat that. That means something to it's me. A double reference. Yeah, because I, I stared at it, and then yeah. I became a fan of the band. Oh, turning uh, to Metallica. Wait, can I, is this a good band name? Fiscal Cliff Burton. What do you think? Oh, that's what we were. That's oh, what that's what we to were going to talk about. We were going to talk about rock band names in the van. This uh-huh. game that you hatched, and he yeah. threw at me at the at Melissa's party. Oh, what's this game? Okay, well, this game. This came about. We were playing in uh, biblical. Was playing in Hamilton, right. and I actually have to credit Jay and Matt for my band because they had been playing this game for a while, and they taught it to me. But mm-hmm. I've been the one keeping it alive since because they were sick of it. But I'm the one who insists on playing it. What it is is uh, you try to think if you had a friend who was super into some specific band, <clears throat> and then you you know you give him a name that happens to like line up with the band name so if you had a buddy named jeff and he was just like totally fucking sick for Def leopard okay and the fact that the drummer beat up danzig mm-hmm. that is what you'd call him jeff leopard or if you had a buddy jack who was into black sabbath you call him jack sabbath so okay from there it extends infinitely into just trying to find as many ridiculous dude bro band names that you can so there's jack sabbath what else do you got uh, well, you, you can get pretty advanced. Uh, I think the best one, my favorite that I've ever come up with was Denesis. <laughs> what about Susan Distortion? Does that work? Does that it work? actually might be the best one yet. <laughs> kind of works, right? Susan Little. What else? <laughs> Um, you, want, you want to get super metal, uh, Troyvod? Troyvod, right? Troyvod, dude. These are names that people can go forth and be. Yeah, like they could use yeah. That like if, that, if your name is Troy, as I would egos. say, get into Voivod and then take it, own it. Oh, Elechnik Frankenstein. Elechnik. It's yeah, yours. Like it's all yours. Yeah, it's like, yours, uh, dude. Or when you know they ask you for your, you're waiting in line at a restaurant. They go, "What's your name?" They'll call your name out. Starbucks. Troy Vod party of four. Starbucks yeah. couple. Be, well, I used yeah. to just go. I used to give them like numbers and letters, like X one forty five. Oh, check this out, Bill X, like a guy named Bill who really likes Skrillex. <laughs> Bill X. <laughs> then there's the bands that have Sound the name. Gordon. Sound Gordon. That's <laughs> Sound good. Gordon. That's a good yeah. one. Sound Gordon. There's the bands Master Donald. <laughs> um, the bands that have the name already in them, like Anthrax. Well, we had Dan Dan Danthrax. That's a big one. He's a dude, bro. Danthrax. Yeah, and there's Janthrax. Janthrax. Motorhead. That's Mo- already built in. Oh, we had Motor a, Motor Ted. You can't really. I think you've got to disqualify two letter names like Al okay. So Joterhead, 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 Temple of the Doug, <laughs> Temple of yeah. the Doug. I'm gonna go with lots of females. So you got Motor Heather, Motor Heather. That's, that's a good a, one. Okay, well along that lines, uh, there's been a big quest to find a good one for Metallica because it's kind of like a and. It's a it's a little bit of an awkward one, but as you say it, it kind of captures the uh, yeah the vowel flavor. Okay, Natalika. Natalika. How about Metallicatherine? Metallicatherine. Right, Metallica. Well, what about oh, just going Mit Metallica? Like Mitt Romney likes Metallica. 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 Yeah. That's a good one. Mitt. Uh, now that Mitt is on everybody's Mitt, uh, mind. Uh, Honeymoon Pete. Honeymoon Pete. Honeymoon that's really Pete. good. That's a good one. How about or, K- Kate Breed? 
Yeah, Kate, Kate Breed. Breed. Kate, Kate Breed, Breed, that's good. Or uh, Judith Priest. What about Judith Priest? Yeah, that uh, would be that. That's an obvious one, I think, isn't yeah. it? Or no? John Lee Hooker. Now, kids at home, if you want to play this game, Troy Vod, I like that one. Think of, think like of the band. Think of the band name first. Don't think of the name. Think of the band name, and then it all flows. Coming from up there. with band names like it's hard to come up with a band name. Camilla Fudge. Camilla Fudge. That's a good one. Yeah. ZZ Topanga. ZZ Pop. You're taking a shit on this game. No, uh, what else is there? Uh, oh, uh, a really good late entry from uh, Jay from my band. Yeah. We were actually playing with Corrosion and Conformity no in Barrie, Ontario. When is that? that was, could, no, that I'll was, make this the drive was like, to Akron. <laughs> this, was, this was actually about, uh, it was in November, November, middle of November. How was it? Heavy. And that's, that's the classic animosity lineup, right? Classic with animosity Mike's with, uh, yeah, Woody. Reed. Did you did you hang out with them? Or I actually you? did because Reed Mullen uh, is friends with. Do you remember Ben Smythe? Yes, yes. yeah. He's a hardcore Toronto drummer guy. Anyway, he's lived in New York for like fifteen years at least. Every but, time uh, we're in New York, Ben comes by. Yeah, for sure. And I always go see him. But he's friends with Reed Mullen, and uh, when they were hanging out in NYC, uh, Ben told the band that oh you're gonna be playing with my friend's band da, 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 da. so i actually oh. had like this pre-intro cool and we had a bit of a bro down it was really cool have you have you ever seen ben play drums yeah we used to share a space down he kind of uh, looks like reed mullen back does, in the day with, with the his hair. whole hair yeah, when he had long sure. blonde hair he kind of looked that whole reed mullen thing it's true i i've got a story about reed mullen uh-oh and it has to do with danzig too uh um, you're giving me a chub <laughs> I don't so we're bringing it around I don't have an erection. <laughs> <laughs> well, when um when I was uh, when I was in high school, Danzig was on tour with Soundgarden and uh, Corrosion Conformity, and Danzig was headlining. Uh, for all you grunge fanatics out there, um, so it was a Danzig show, and I went down to the concert hall to see if I could like meet them and get photos and autographs and all that stuff at Soundcheck because. I realized that it, if you go early, they have this thing called sound check where the band is just hanging out. Yeah. And I met bands that way. So um, Danzig got turned away from the border and Soundgarden either, it was either Soundgarden or Danzig. E- either way, both bands didn't make, didn't it. make it to Toronto. Well, I guess they were sharing a bus. And I guess this is before cell phones and everything. Nobody told COC. So they showed up to the gig and everything was locked and they just found out that they weren't going to play the show tonight and they were scrambling for a gig I think they ended up playing the Apocalypse Club that mm-hmm. night um, anyways it was uh, it, Pepper had just joined the band and they had they were a five piece and that guy Carl was singing, was singing. Mm-hmm. and uh, I had a Kerrang magazine for them to sign and there was a photo of Reed where he was in his fucking glory, where like his hair was like spinning, like it was a wicked rock shot, and he freaked out when he saw the photo in Kerrang. And he showed all the guys. I'll never forget this. He showed all the guys in the band, and I have it all. They all signed it, and he and uh, he was like, "Fuck, look at that man!" He was like, he was, he was getting off on himself, right? And all the other guys were like, "Well, that's cool. It's not me, <laughs> yeah. so who cares?" Uh, what is it? Oh, when did America's Volume Dealer come out? 2003 two or three, yeah. 2002, 2003. America's Volume Dealer, which was the last... Sorry, go easy on that coffee, man. You're going to be pissing... Sorry. Um, I drank lots of coffee. He's got to piss so bad his shirt's yellow. <laughs> I'm wearing a yellow shirt today. <laughs> He's wearing a yellow sweater, which is even worse. Um, anyway, but Christmassy. So, so America's Volume Dealer comes out oh two oh three. I want to say, and uh, I get the record. I buy the record, and I look. I open up the inner sleeve, and there's the photo from Kerrang that Reed fucking got crazy about. And this is like, I mean, we're going back when I was in high school to two thousand and three. That's how long. That's how much he like loved 10 that. Ten years later, yeah. And that, if you look in America's Volume Dealer, Coc, 
Reed Mullen signed my Kerrang! magazine. That's from Kerrang! Because he loved that photo and he it finally made it. He like sought it out. But it's a really, really old weird. photo. Drummers are so yeah. weird. So when I saw that, I was like, no shit. Back in the day, that's, I guess he figured out what it was or he got the photographer's name from yeah, yeah. what I signed. So. Sounds still like got a good the picture. hair too. He still, he got, still like, does, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw a video for their new single uh, recently. That's uh, actually a pretty heavy record, that new COC. It's like pretty pretty doomy. I haven't heard it, but I heard that song, and when I heard it, I was like, okay, this is a it's good like record. It's like a doomy version of Animosity. And funny enough about COC, I didn't, like, playing with them, I didn't realize how much Reed sang. Mm-hmm. Like, he sings, like, yeah, really. he sings, like, half the shit on Animosity. Really? I thought it was, always, I That's thought it was, Mike, that was Dean. Mike Dean, right? Yeah. It's like, but, you know, before the age of videos, but seeing them play... They were trade. They were doing all trade offs. I never you know? knew that. I saw them when um, Mike Dean rejoined the band with but Pepper. Reed. Was still in oh, it. with yeah. Pepper. I mean, yeah. But Jimmy Bauer was playing drums. Oh, really? Yeah. From uh, what's that band? Why wasn't he's Reed in, in the he's band? He's down, isn't he? Jimmy Bauer. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I don't know. This is years ago. Years ago. I thought Reed was. Old. I didn't know Reed left for any reason. He wasn't there that night. Oh, that I saw. So maybe it was like a maybe one-off. it was a, a tour that he was not part of for. But yeah, so that's uh, the COC uh, Danzig, and so there's Danzig tying. But in you there. brought up going to Barry, opening for COC Conformity. Why did you bring that up? Uh, oh, sorry. Back to because it was oh, dude bro names. Sorry, you hadn't finished. Your st- <laughs> oh, it, going back to the game. Sorry, going I didn't want to, to interrupt game. you, but um, we're back on the game. Yeah, that's the overwhelming. <laughs> oh, because you have new names, right, Nick? That's why. That's why you went it back. Jimistry. Jim Jiministry. Jiministry. I believe Jay's that night. Uh, see, here's the thing about this game. It sounds really stupid, but <laughs> but when you apply it, but when you start when you start when you start riffing on it, it can go great places. And just when you think it's totally exhausted, somebody will come up with one more that makes it all fresh again. Uh, in this case, that COC show, Jay laid down Chad religion. Chad religion. Chad religion. I like it. Chad religion. Yeah, Chad that's religion. good, man. That's good. It That's made all... it new. It made it, it all new again. <laughs> I just feel bad. Like I'm really like my brain is locking into. This oh, because this is what you're about, yeah. Nick. This is, this is all know. about your tweets, about yourself, your comedy. Yeah. This basically play. incorporates everything. Bob will eat itself. Oh, get the aloe. Someone just got burned. Bob will eat itself. <laughs> what about Marilyn Danson? <laughs> Marilyn Danson. I want I want to see that band. <laughs> they only do the cheers theme. See what we do each each one of us is our first name is like a cat name. <laughs> Their last name is a character from, from, cheers. from cheers. So there's uh Felix Perlman. <laughs> Uh, Felix <laughs> Boots Harrelson. Boots. Boots. You got a cat names. How about Oscar Long, right? Oscar Long, I like that. Boots Harrelson. Oscar Went. Oscar Went. I don't know. That's a, yeah, I guess a cat name. Sylvester Went. <laughs> These could be people names. Morris Morris Grammar. Morris Grammar. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, man. You had to bring it back. <laughs> you know what it was? While I was telling my COC story to you, Nick was quiet, which was odd. <laughs> yeah, it was, he was just a long period names, of. Man. Uh, yeah. It's a long period of um, no. deliberation. <laughs> I actually, honestly, I thought I was like, uh, I thought I was doing this? us a favor. I thought I was like, and uh, Nick, you were talking before about the thing. And then I'd forgotten it was just bringing us back to this game that we were clearly getting out of as a subject and all happy to be leaving. How do we end this thing? All right, well, let me, let's just think of some more band names. Come on. I watch you cry.